now watching my son get really upset and put himself in timeout and come back out when he's done and ready to talk about the situation. These are gifts. Mm. These are gifts that we can give our children. Welcome to the Marriage Family Business Podcast. My name's Mick. And my name's Claire. I'm a husband, father of two incredible young boys, a business system strategist, tech entrepreneur, and author of the best-selling book, Beyond the Marketing Funnel. I am a wife, mother to the same two incredible little boys, reluctant entrepreneur, and classically trained vocalist and music educator. Claire and I are founding owners of several businesses, including Rockstar, an internationally renowned online marketing and systems management firm based in good old Traverse City, Michigan. We created the Marriage Family Business Podcast to open up the conversation about how these three areas of our lives collide and to try and tackle the question, how the heck do you manage it all successfully? And of course, to help other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial couples discover real life in the trenches advice for the common problems that being an entrepreneur with a family and spouse often entail. So sit back, preferably with your spouse or your partner, as Claire and I take you on this journey with us and share with you our wildest stories and most valuable learning experiences that you can't find on a Google search. Let's roll. So in today's episode, Claire and I talk about a really abhorrent situation that showed up at our children's school today and how that relates to the reboot of Muppet Babies and a massive server meltdown that happened in our business just last week. So stick around, tune in, and let's get at it, guys. This topic is incredibly timely for us today. Without getting into too many of the specifics, because we can't, a situation has arisen at our children's school. And I firmly believe that it's just a lot of misunderstanding. But I ended up having to speak to a couple different people this morning uh, between podcast recording episodes, which is so great for one's headspace. But we took a walk and I found myself doing a Muppet Babies tactic. Um, So for those of you who might not know, Muppet Babies was a beloved 1980s era cartoon that has recently been remade. It's on Disney Junior now. If you haven't seen Muppet Babies, even if you don't have kids or your kids are are older and out of the house, I'm not even kidding, guys. Totally worth your time. There's only like 12 episodes right now. 14. 14 oh, I'm episodes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, we I, have them all DVR'd. I am very aware. Muppet Babies. 14. Like, <laughs> I know how many there are. But. Such a good reboot. It really is. It's, it's, and, and. It had a, uh, a nostalgic factor, certainly for me, that was like right in my sweet spot. I was my son's age when these started came, coming out, and I loved them. And just to add just a little cherry on the top of the gloriousness that is this Muppet Babies reboot, Renee Elise Goldsberry, I believe is her name, she uh, was the original Angelica in Hamilton. She sings the theme song. Oh, for real? For real. Bomb diggity. I know. So like... Listen to it for no other reason than that. She's glorious. But but I digress. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I'm just learning about some of the uh, situations in the investigation that's going on. And it really, it just sounds like a giant miscommunication, hey, Claire, misunderstanding. Let, let's let the, the listening public 
in on what the situation is to the best of what we can actually say legally to not get anybody in trouble. Okay. So our children go to Montessori schools. Uh, Our oldest is in a primary classroom, and there was some concern about how discipline was being doled out. And one of the things they offer in Montessori is a safe space to express your emotions. And so he was often invited to you know, if, if he feels the need to scream or to spit or, you know, little three-year-old boys sometimes touch their body parts in public when they shouldn't. If this is something that you need to handle, then you may go into the bathroom and, until you've done whatever it is you need to do, screamed, spat, whatever. And then we invite you to come back out. And this has actually taught a lot of emotional maturity for um, for Avit to the point where, like, if, if he needs to go to timeout and he's realized immediately what he's done, he'll stop and say, Mommy, can, can we talk instead? Or if he goes to timeout, and often he'll put himself in timeout, I need to go to timeout. And he will go around the corner and scream or fuss or whatever and then come back and and be ready to talk about how to move forward. This is huge. He's three and a half. Yeah. He's three and a half years old. Like, I, I know full-blown adults, many full-blown adults <laughs> that, that don't operate with the same level of emotional maturity. So, and And by the way. And sometimes that includes myself, by the way. To the point where Mick and I did not teach him that. I was always going to be the mom who's like, you're going to sit in time out until I'm ready for you to come out. No, no, that, that's, that's crap. Interestingly enough, it first popped its head. The first time we noticed this behavior in Avit was actually this summer mm-hmm. when we were visiting um, our family in North Carolina. And I put him in time out and I set my three minute timer. And before the timer came finished, he came around the corner and I was getting ready to, you go back to timeout. And he was like, mommy, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about this situation. Oh, okay. And so we walked into the other room and I held his hands and we talked about it. We get a hug or a kiss before we leave timeout and off he went. And it was astounding to me at the time, the level of emotional maturity. When this came out that, you know, there was an accusation that this uh, was being used as a form of isolation and punishment. By a staff member. By a staff member. Is one of the better human beings I've ever met. I was floored and made sure that the, the investigator that I spoke to this morning knew exactly where I stood on it. Our oldest son is a very communicative young boy. He has mentioned issues in the past, not with teachers, to be clear, but like in, in other situations. And he he comes to us quite a bit and so to hear that this is something that had gone down and then for me to, to talk to this investigator and be like no 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 like this this is what I've seen this is how my child has flourished I got off the phone with the investigator and was livid and so we took a quick walk and I found myself doing it so in in Muppet Babies there's a, an episode where Animal gets very angry and he grows into this giant Animal Kong, like King Kong, but Animal Kong. And Rizzo the rat tries to coach him through a breathing exercise and it doesn't work. And then Summer Penguin, who is a a new character, but she's adorable. By the way, total total side tangent, when I first saw that they had added a Muppet to Muppet Babies, I was pretty angry. Dude, Summer Penguin is awesome. She's amazing. Totally awesome. And they they needed another female. They did. uh, They did. They only had Piggy. Other than Miss Piggy. Exactly. Love Piggy. But so so she sings a song to Animal. That basically says, you know, your angry feelings never last that long. You can cry, blah, blah, blah. And so she sings to Animal. An animal sheds a tear or two and then does this breathe in blue skies, breathe out gray skies thing. 
What's the thing that that Summer says to Animal that you really like about how how difficult it must be to? Oh yeah, so they see Animal is like this giant animal Kong and he's throwing things and he wants his drumsticks and that's what set him off in the first place. And so the other five Muppets are, are hiding and Fozzie says, I don't like this animal. He's scary. And Summer's like, me too. I wish the old animal was back. I bet animal feels the same way. And she's like, wow, you know, it must be really difficult for animal to have all these angry feelings. He needs to know that he can be sad and he can be and he can cry and the angry feelings will not always overtake him. And like the first time, I'm not even the first time I'm tearing up right now. <laughs> like she sings this song, like it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. And just the emotional intelligence in this Disney junior reboot of Muppet babies is astounding. And, I think the main reason that we're talking about this right now is a, this uh, situation at my son's school is weighing heavy on my mind. Um, I am angry and heartbroken for the staff member, and my my child misses the staff member. You know, I I don't really know what 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 is going on, what has happened, or what will happen. Right, and this actually goes back a lot to our being proactive, reactive things like that. And you know, Avit's getting his hair cut yesterday and is asking about her. I miss her. Is she on vacation? When will she come back? And the emotional intelligence that this cartoon has taught them and me, frankly, I'm literally walking around the block, breathe in blue skies, breathe out gray skies, breathe in blue skies, breathe out gray skies. And the guidance that they are given at the school to own their emotions, to express them as needed, and that there is a time and place for specific actions, I'm so grateful for. And, you know, you just made a comment. You, we know adults who don't have that type of emotional maturity. We are often guilty of not having that kind of emotional maturity. You want to talk about Carline yeah, today? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Carline today. Oh, um, sure. Why not? Uh, look, I'm so human. It's not funny. I'm definitely the not as put together of the two of us, I would argue. Certainly in the morning. Certainly. <laughs> you know what? Thank you so much for that, really. But I can't remember exactly what it. But like, okay, so Carline is for for those of you who have never had the opportunity, that the sheer pleasurable opportunity to go through Carline. And this is not specific to our school. No, I this is any Carline. Like, I, I I I firmly believe that. Like, like this is Carline. This is Carline. Period. This isn't Carline where we happen to be. This is Carline, right? I lose my shit in Carline. I try not to. I'm not kidding, guys. It's like every it is, day. Not no, it's not every day. Mm, okay, I would say it's one out of three. One out of two. Okay, that's okay, better. one out of two. You, we will meet at fifty percent. Great. <laughs> so, but like, I legitimately lose my shit once a once every other day. Every other every other day that I do car line, and I sometimes don't do car line because I lose my shit so bad over it. Right? Yeah, we don't want to start our kids off in a in a crappy headspace. So, like, yeah, you know, you know and so and you have to understand. So, I I drive a, a rather large. A large truck. I drive a Ram fifteen hundred. So you know, whatever. Um, and the way that our car line is structured is that again, we go to Montessori, and so they basically it's it's kind of it's so stupid. Mm-mm. Emotional <clears throat> maturity. Let Emotional us maturity. let us remove the feelings yes. from the facts. The facts are that there it, it is a three month to eighth grade school. There are three entrances. The first entrance is for our littlest guy, so the um, Nito kids and the YCC kids, so basically three months to less than three years old, they get out of the first door. 
you are not supposed to leave your car. This is actually my biggest beef because there are parents who get out of their car in morning card line, sit in your car. Just stay in your car. That's the Stay rule. in your car. Don't How hard out. is this? Do you not get the emails? Anyway. I mean, anyway. So then you can drive to the next door. Or if you don't have an Edo kid, you can swing around and go to the next door. Next door is for primary. Those are the three-year-olds, you know, basically three-year-old through kindergarten. That is actually the biggest population in the school. The middle car line specifically is a disaster because people swing around the Nito and, and line, see, which does And incidentally, a it is one long line mm -hmm. with three sections. And so yes. like if you have somebody who's basically like in primary, which is the equivalent of early elementary. No, prim primary is um, preschool to kindergarten. I should know this stuff. You should know this, anyway. especially since Avid's in primary. <laughs> yeah, right. So like the, the kids that are like my kids' classmates or friends or whatever they call them. Friends. Friends. <laughs> That's great. But like, you know, those parents will like swoop in. Like it's like they drive down and they dive into line. And like I keep waiting for one. They are kamikaze cars. It, dude, it is astounding. Seriously, it is crazy. Like I'm waiting for them to take off my truck. Like take off the corner of my truck and mm -hmm. then and then I I will And you're guilty of it too. No, um, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not, because I always start with the the Nito. Right, but we often uh, now will, once we don't have kids in Nito, I will probably be very guilty. Well, but of it even too. now, if we drop off Escher and there are cars in front of us that, that still have kids, we will pull out from behind those cars and swoop into the middle section of the line. So no, no, no we we are no, just as no, guilty. I have I have all the emotional maturity in the world. I never make a mistake. Wow, those are not the same things. <laughs> Sorry. This emotional maturity lesson is not just for kids. Um <laughs> For the, just because you guys can't see me, I do have a shit-eating grin on my face when I yes, said that. So yes. anyway, go on. Um, so anyway, it, it's it's a stressful situation. And the goal is like there is a 20-minute window where you can drop off your kids. At drop-off, parents are supposed to stay in their cars. The teachers will come and get the kids out of the car, take them in. So they take the YCC Nito kids at the first door. Second door is primary. Third door is elementary and middle school. And so basically we dropped our youngest off this morning and I'm in my truck and I – I go to pull up and this crazy kamikaze driver makes a hard cut directly in front of me. And As you're getting ready to go. As I'm getting ready to go. Like there's really no reason why – like it, just read the room, dude. You know, like it's not – like you see that my kid just got – like you see that my kid's left. I'm getting ready to go and you actually cut in front of me. And so I can't remember exactly what I said. We're not going to repeat it here. I do remember what you said. Um, Why? It's not like I haven't sworn five times already on this podcast. Because I don't love that th this is what our child chose to repeat. Suffice to say that our three-and-a-half-year-old did not say fudge. We'll leave it there. Now, in, in... And literally, Mick said it under his breath, and the exact same tone, Ava parroted it back. If looks could kill, I would be doing this podcast solo from now on. I just died again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, awesome. And Ava goes, awesome. As the head of the school opens the car door to get him out. Oh, gosh. I forgot. Uh-huh. That's right. Yes. Oh, the head of the school. The oh, head of the school Lord. literally opens the car as all this is going down. I'm this like, is not one of my better moments, guys. It was bad. It was, it was really bad. So bad. So we say, so we, we set this stage because... It, one more thing okay. in my defense, all right? Which is what I told you. The only the, the the only thing that's mildly okay about the situation is that our son is about to turn four, and today was the first time that this actually ever happened. That's true. So little miracles, I guess. <laughs> the entire reason we bring this up is because as parents, 
if if you are fortunate enough to be able to send your children to a safe learning environment when you're working, that's amazing. We are, in fact, fortunate enough for that. As much as we sometimes complain about Carline or, you know, raising money for the annual fund or board meetings or whatever, the school that we've chosen to send our children to is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I am so grateful that we have the financial means to do it and that they had space for us because it, that school is in demand. But even if that's the case, we are still the first line in teaching our children. And for a lot of people that, you know, when they think about setting their kids up for success, it's ABCs, it's can he read, it's counting to 20, it's, you know, are they healthy? And all of that is important. But with today's Carline fiasco, with the situation that, that's going on at the school right now, and I, again, I... I do not believe that they're, I mean, this, the school is amazing. They've been so good to our children. And so finding myself desperately wanting to defend the school and the staff member has triggered an emotional response in me that is, is deep and, and searing. And I know I've got to record podcasts today and talk to clients today and pick up my kids and I've got choir rehearsal tonight. And there are all these things that, if I cannot control my emotions, if I don't have a, a positive way to express myself, then how am I going to do the rest of this? And oftentimes, when our kids are rotten or horrible or, oh, my God, he was such a, he was such a three-year-old today, it's because they don't know how to be emotionally intelligent. Without a doubt. And I, I, would, I would argue this as well. All right. So to extrapolate this past just the, the Carline fiasco, again, totally my bad. And I want to again apologize to you, and I, I won't apologize to Avit because I don't want him to remember on the off chance that maybe he actually forgot and we moved past this. Uh, but I'll find out for sure this afternoon. Really looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but to extrapolate and go kind of past that, I would argue that you know, I don't, I don't think, I think that I would be hard pressed to find a a living, breathing, functional adult in today's society that would disagree with me here. We are under so much of a barrage of information, content, demands, being connected to our world and our businesses that, that frankly, I'm not saying that we've got it harder than anybody else ever has, but I will say that the dynamic that exists in today's business climate now simply has never existed in this way. It's true. Uh, I, with it, this always on constant constant barrage of everything Mm -hmm. business politics dynamics just just crazy stuff happening and it's so important to really learn to exercise emotional control and emotional maturity yes a quick example from the business perspective right Mm -hmm. so last week claire was was out of town and, in California, uh, in California, at, at Warrior Warrior Week for Women, or Warrior Warrior Week for Women, is I think is, is what they officially that, called it. Yeah, I've I've gotten so tripped up on that so many times. <laughs> fine. We digress. Moving on. It's the WWW. Yes. The WWF. WWE. No, that's wrestling. You know what? Warrior we'll just Week. Move it well, right yes. along. Warrior Week, right? But so, like last week, we had this. Re- 
ridiculous situation that took place. It started, oh, I think the- Monday. No, it actually started the previous Saturday. Did it? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it started, so Claire and I were, were actually at a concert that day in, uh, in the Detroit area, which- um, We phenomenal. went and saw Dark Side of the Mule um, with Avett Brothers opening, which- we were there for the Avett yeah. Brothers, but like honestly, but Dark, Side, Dark of Side of the Mule was oh. off the chain. Uh, total side note: if you're into Pink Floyd at all, um, even if you're not, because I'm not. But yeah, the musicianship, the the raw power on stage was just like I, I really want to go see Dead and Company now, actually, because I I kind of understand it. Um, like I like I like the Grateful Dead, I like Pink Floyd, but like Dead and Company is an elevated version of yeah. Government Mule. I'm sorry, Dark Side of the Mule is an elevated version of Pink Floyd. It it just is. It's yeah. like it's it's the it's the live Pink Floyd show you always wanted to see, but they just you couldn't, right? Total. Anyway, so total, so back total, to anyway. back to the emotional maturity in in business. So what ended up happening is that there was a sorry full transparency here, guys. I'm about to get a little techie on you, Claire. Feel free to translate wherever you okay. want to. All right. So uh, one of the things that we deal with at Rockstar, which is the company that Claire and I both jointly own and uh, and run we manage a lot of servers for our clients mm -hmm. and there's no other way to say it in tech shit happens entropy happens is literally like i i think i want to get a a, a t-shirt or a t-shirt or a plaque <laughs> or something that says entropy happens and if you don't know what entropy means it uh, it it is a constant propensity for things to break apart and become less organized is um, that's probably not the exact definition but it's damn close anyway um, shit happens is really what it comes down to. So there's a a scheduled update for WHMC panel on this server, which is a which is a basically a database panel. It's I'm a visual. It, sure, it, it's a visual control panel that lets people easily manage servers. Uh, and this honestly, we don't use it ever, but on this particular client, we do because there's a variety of other developers that work on it that require it, and so that's right. fine. We we have it running for them. And so anyway. Scheduled update. It's not something that we do. It's it's built right into the software. Like this stuff happens all the time, really. Hostgator or Green Geeks or whatever. Like trust me. Like this is just a very anyway. Whatever. Something goes goes bump in, within the context of that server, and the whole thing blows up. Server goes down. All right. Totally borks out the server. This is bad mojo. It, it basically, like through no fault of our own, like this is this is just yeah, it's just weird it's just well, bug. This just happens, man. Yeah. It just happened, right? So we didn't find out about it until we got an email on Sunday evening about it because it, we weren't even monitoring it from that perspective. And, right, this um, type of update happens regularly. I've been in business for twenty two years. I promise you. That I've been through it, like no joke, a hundred thousand of these that just happen. I don't. Even, you don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know they're going to happen. Exactly. Right? So in any case, the server goes down. We find out about it, and I, I wasn't even informed. My lead developer uh, informed me of it around noon on Monday. All right, and he was like, "Hey, man, no, about three thirty on Monday is when he tells me. He's like, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know this is kind of going on. I'm working on it and." I'll let, you, I'll let you know when it's back up. And I was like, sweet, is this something I need to worry about? And he's like, look, you're busy enough. I wouldn't touch you with this if, if I didn't know for a fact that this is serious enough that you probably should be aware of it. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'm, you know, look, I've, I've been doing this for a long time. I've seen a lot of stuff and uh, didn't worry too much about it. 
And then I found out, because I, look, I know we have backups, right? So then I found out a couple other things in no particular order. And again, we're just going to keep this really, really generic and transparent about Mm -hmm. all that stuff, right? But uh, I found out that the client in question had not updated Basically, he had let a lot of payments lapse uh, kind of turn on and turn off uh, with servers, with uh, some different types of pr- – like Cloudflare went down and then it went back up. Um, he actually let like the video processing service that we utilize, um, he had let that lapse and then come back up. And so the thing is, is that in the world of servers, uh, you don't ever want to let payments on stuff like that lapse because typically they automatically shut things off. And when they automatically shut things off... You don't get backups. Well, you can, but it's it's more like... It's not a light switch, okay? Sometimes you set up automated processes that if you just turn everything off and you leave it off for, for a while and you turn it back on, you can certainly turn it back on, but you're not going to get a notification that something was turned off and... That's just the way it goes. So, but because of that, there was no updated that, backup. There were no updated backups at all past like July 1st. And then taking a step, which, you know, that had been about two months. And then taking a step back past that, there were some other things that had happened. We had um, had a staff member who was no longer with us anymore. To uh, We had asked that person to take manual backups and she did not. Like she thought she did, but they were not actual backups. No idea what happened, but those were not backups. Yeah. And then there was somebody else who we had not employed, but it was employed uh, elsewhere by mm-hmm. the client. By the client. That had worked out some of the databases, which meant that to make a very long story short, we ended up getting everything back up. And and this is a mission critical situation. This is yes. a server. Yes. Okay. This isn't a website. This, this is, is a whole server, everything. okay, that included a membership area uh, with, like, let's just say a lot of products in it. Like, for, for the membership area to go away, this would be detrimental to the business. It would, it would destroy destroy the person's business completely, Dev- just absolutely annihilate that whole business. And so, you know, I, I bring this up because there's a lot of different ways to handle this now. We have a lot of clients at Rockstar, Mm -hmm. and realistically, what had happened here was not really our fault, but it doesn't mean that it wasn't our responsibility to do everything that we could to fix the situation. Yep. And uh, and and incidentally, it's it's corrected and it's all and everything's fine. He's fine. You know, we're we're having to rebuild some stuff that we personally spent some time on, so we we've lost a lot of time. But our responsibility is to our client first and foremost, and so we're taking care of it. But the the reason why I bring it up is because in that type of a of a structure when when the sky is falling, mm-hmm. right? Like there's just no other way to put it. The sky's falling. Mm-hmm. You really need to be able to keep yourself composed and understand the actual facts of the situation and respond to each of those facts accordingly and appropriately. And that is something that I personally found to be much more difficult to do as there's so much additional clutter happening in the world. Um, you don't even have time to have the appropriate emer- emotional outburst. So the emotions that you're having are, are clouding the facts of the situation. 
And so again, to, to circle all the way back around, you know, we're watching in our business life. This is how handling our emotions appropriately allowed us the clarity to be able to put our client's business back together and how watching my son get really upset and put himself in timeout and come back out when he's done and ready to talk about the situation. These are gifts. Mm. These are gifts that we can give our children. And if we can model it appropriate for them and let them model it appropriate for us so that we can then carry it on into our business and into our date nights. Cause let me tell you, Mick and I collide a lot, but being able to be emotional without being personal Coming at the facts, oh, we were talking, you know, you and I had a fairly serious conversation a couple days ago, and you said you were waiting for me to punch you. you. Like, not physically punch him, but like emotionally, verbally, this is your fault, punch him. If you can have the emotional response, let it clear out, and then be able to look at the facts as they are without the emotions clouding it. It's tough to give that space, but it's imperative. And I would actually argue that that once you master it, which uh, is incidentally something I'm still working on, um, it's definitely a work in progress. I think you're actually way ahead of me in this. Uh, actually, I don't think that. I know you're way ahead of me as far as, as finding this space. But once you get to that space, I really believe that the that the chaos, that the the problems, that the situations that arise – are gifts. Uh, they're, they're, they're fabulous opportunities mm -hmm. to learn how to slow things down and control uh, your thought processes quite a bit. And, yeah. and in that control, there's so much clarity. There's so much clarity. Really well put. Thank you. So my question to you would be this, where in your life, where in your business, where in your family, where do you see chaos right now where there's an opportunity for you to slow it down, calm down and bring in that emotional maturity. So you see what's going on. Yeah. I, I think, I think the emotional maturity is really understanding the need to separate feelings and emotions out from the facts of the situation. Can you confront the, the feelings, the emotions that are happening, allow them to be, if that means you got to scream into a pillow for five minutes, so be it. That means you need to put yourself in timeout and cry until the emotions that you're feeling are able to be released so that you can then look at things in a clear headspace. So be it. You know, are, are, are you seeing the same type of thing? Do you find that if you're able to, to experience the emotions separately, that you're able to find a clearer path forward. And and actually, how do you do that? I'll say yeah. this. One of the things that that I know that you and I, Claire, have, have really dug into and we've gotten a lot of value out of is journaling. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing just how writing things down and working through them on paper, uh, for me, has really helped me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So we'd love to hear um, if you find that you're, you're able to to – experience that type of emotional maturity in your relationships, in your families, with your kids, in your business? And if so, how? How are you able to to make that disconnect, make sure that the facts and the feelings each get their own time to shine? Comment on the Facebook wall. Leave us a message on the on the website. But can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. Thanks for spending time with us today here on the Marriage Family Business Podcast. 
Now, if you enjoyed this episode, then there are just two things we would love for you to do. Number one, leave a rating and a review for us in iTunes. It really helps us know what kind of content we need to produce for you. And secondly, head on over to marriagefamilybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get all the resources shared in every episode emailed directly to you. That way you don't have to go searching for anything discussed on any episode. It'll just be in your inbox. We'll catch you on the next episode of the MFB podcast.